0: Welcome to the Grace Church Conversations podcast, a weekly resource to help you apply Sunday to Monday. This is part two to our two-parter conversations podcast this week. I'm Jared. I'm Craig. Part and, two. Yeah, uh, you're Craig. Part two. And Rob is is gone. It's He's sad. Gone. Yeah, he was here for part one. If you missed it, yes. you you really missed it. Um, so, but we're glad you're joining us again. This yes. is nice. Uh yeah so I was noticing Sunday uh man they are cranking away on all this construction it's around the unbelievable. church unbelievable I'm is. looking
1: over your shoulder out the window yeah. at the Grace Church Conversations podcast studio Yeah and uh, it's amazing how much digging is going on.
0: It's amazing. And it's ama- I, I've driven past in the evenings. I've yep. driven past in the mornings. It's just the if it's at night, the lights are on those vehicles and they're moving around. It's and unbelievable. Stuff. And it got me thinking, like, I'm pretty sure that if you could, you'd probably sneak out there and drive one of those around one. Would you? you think? I, I would. not. You would do that. No, 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 no. If I was younger, like, let's say I was 16 or 15, oh, yeah. I would have the guts to do it. You would I do would that. go out there and mess around with it. I mean, there's it, no way. I it, mean, I don't know how to run. Fun. I think it does look fun. Stuff, but yeah, I don't know. How do you start that? It, I don't know. It's probably a key. Ah, I'm assuming it's a key. But that's a if, big if you know machinery. if you could
1: if you if anyone if you could text in during the questions how to <laughs> yeah. how to start an earth mover. Yeah. Can you
0: guys help us uh, so that in the middle of the night when we come out yeah. here and want to drive, it, one? we'll know. Yeah, for sure. It, it
1: is it, it the the amount of vehicles and activity here, and the exciting thing, Jared, is a bunch of people asked me on Sunday about it. Yeah. Um, and. um the reality is, from what we have heard, I'll say what we've what I've seen. I've actually seen drawings, and whether this will be the final thing or not, I don't know because it's changed. But the drawings I've seen is all of this area around us. I believe it's five more buildings, something like that. Really? They're going to all be apartments. Now these off to our east are townhomes yeah. you know, that are being built. So those are owner occupied or well, I don't know if they'll be owner occupied, but they'll be owned. Yeah, it could be rented out. But um, these will all be. Um, sort of uh, apartments and the wow. one, I think the first one they're going to build is the one that's just directly west <laughs> of the church, even though they're <clears> digging <throat> south of us, that's where yeah. they're going to start. And I think it's going to be the number I heard is 1300 units. Wow! So the amount of just even foot traffic to come in on a Sunday is absolutely phenomenal. Oh, it's a, it's
0: such an amazing location. How, how many on average do you think that would be? Maybe, I mean, I think it's
1: going to be a lot of couples probably. By, oh, oh, how many people? I yeah, see what you're so saying. Maybe like 2.5 would be a Tim good average. Payne, Tim Payne knows the answer uh, to that. Uh, I was, it might be 2.3. He's not here to ask. 1.7, 2.3. Yeah. Uh, I forget the number. Well, 2.5 times 1,300. I mean, that's 3,200 people. Wow. I don't think it's 2.5, but I yeah, can... Yeah, that's I mean, probably a little high. But even if it was two, that that's still mm-hmm. 2,600 people. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, all walking distance here. So yeah. we want to really be, you know, all, all joking aside, I don't think we were joking, no. but if we were, <laughs> put it aside, yeah. um, we really should be praying as yeah. people, Lord, open doors for us with all the folks around here. How many people... Uh, how many opportunities will we have? I mean, one of my favorite stories in the history of Grace Church is Frank, who was baptized last summer. Now mm. he's he's moved back to California, but you know the way he knew about. I don't know if you were there when he got baptized, but he told his story the way he had moved into the apartments in Frisco Square, and he didn't even see us for whatever reason. And he heard the bells go off, the really? chime on the hour. Oh yeah, yeah. I and then he was this. like, "Oh, there's a church here," and he yeah. looked at, "I should check that out." And he <laughs> came a number of weeks and was converted. Oh, that's cool and it was the church bells that hey. was the what the lord used to get his attention so yeah
0: there it is well you know what they say every time you hear a bell ring a person
1: gets converted baptized <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I man. Oh, I don't know what it is. Uh, an, angel, an angel gets his wings or something.
0: Well, I know that's the real quote. Oh, right? that's the real quote. Okay.
1: Um,
0: yeah, I'm not sure that's biblically accurate, though. So no, I, I don't just think so. To shape it up.
1: But anyway, <laughs> I think about that. I think about what kind of opportunity. Most of so many guests we get right now are just drive by or just saw. Yeah. So we'll have all these folks around. And one of the appealing, I mean, I live here in this mm-hmm. area. So one of the appealing things about living in the square, people live here because they want to do a lot of life here. And they yeah. want to be able to be on foot. I want to walk to the library, right. to rest restaurants to movies. Why not to church? Yeah. Why you can not w- walk to church? Most people cannot walk to church, but if you live in these apartments, you're good. So
0: yeah, I'm telling you, man, I don't know when it's going to be, but they need to put a Trader Joe's in here. I feel like that's yeah. the perfect you, grocery you know, store that for, for this yes. little area. I mean, yeah, there's we, not a grocery store right no, there's here. You think They're there really, would be with that many people? Yeah. that would be really good. They would make a killing. They would. That'd be great. Well, so anyway, they, they didn't ask us. Well, they we should have. They should have. But somebody asked us some questions. That's right. They, they did. Texted them, and it was helpful. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the city planning people need to be listening to this yeah, podcast. I hope so. They need to put in their questions. Anyways, yeah, you're right. We got we got some more questions. So we answered a few uh, kind of towards the topic of the sovereignty of God uh, as seen in Habakkuk uh, right. in part one of this podcast. So for part two, we've got a few more questions here that we want to go through. Um, a, a lot more good ones. I mean, we we just had a, a bunch of great questions this week. Probably the most we've ever had mm-hmm. uh, so far. And uh, so it, it's exciting that you know we're. Growing in a number of questions, people are interested in the topic. And um, the other thing, which I just want to commend you, you know, you and the other pastors for, for leading us in the direction of, of of reading scriptures that we're not used to yeah. that tackle topics that are difficult, topics mm. that probably are difficult to preach, uh, mm. maybe not what most churches would normally want to do, um, but just kind of the way that we lead through scripture and and we and and we go verse by verse. We we touch on things that we maybe wouldn't normally do, and so I, I think that's super helpful for us. It's it's fantastic. And then we get questions like this. So let's go ahead and jump no, in. That's it. All right, here's the first one. What happens when we have an actual diagnosis that makes us uncertain, anxious, and overwhelmed? How can I use being
1: bipolar to glorify God? What a powerful question. Yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> and this question, um, Jared, I think is is um, Clearly springing from the message because of what I was talking about. They use the word uncertain. I was talking about when we do face uncertainty, mm-hmm. uh, we need to sort of. Uh, remember what we know to be certain about God. We we may not know everything that's going to happen to us, or even as we talked about in part one of this podcast, we may not even know why God does what he does or allows what he allows, but we can be certain of certain things he's revealed about his character. Mm -hmm. So this person's saying, what if you actually have a diagnosis that makes life uncertain? So in other words, a bipolar diagnosis, meaning that uh, you're experiencing life differently perhaps than, than someone else might. So, um, there are things we can't be certain about and perhaps this person, I'm not a mental health professional. I'm not by no means uh, any kind of an expert uh, on bipolar. I don't know that much about bipolar uh, the condition, but I do know that the person who's writing this uh, is experiencing something where their thinking, their feeling, their emotions can be very uncertain, and mm. and can perhaps life can feel out of control at yeah. points in the way you process and feel and react. Yeah. Um, so, uh, first of all, I just thank you for uh raising this question and what a what an incredible question how can i use bipolar to glorify god um the fact that you would be afflicted um, with bipolar and would suffer as you have and would be likely misunderstood mm. by Christians. Oftentimes, yeah. I mean, it's something that we could be very ignorant of, but yeah. can make, could make judgments about somebody. Right. And so I think the fact that you're saying, how can I use this to glorify the Lord? First of all, I want to say that question in and of itself honors the Lord. And I just commend mm. whoever is whoever's writing this. Um, I think the first thing I would say, is that you should use whatever medical means you can to stabilize, you know, your, um, your mind and your emotions. Um, so I would say that, you know, seek obviously medical help, but then whatever is prescribed for you. Um, if you have a diagnosis of bipolar, you, you need to do whatever is prescribed for you because I don't think we think of this a lot and maybe don't hear this in a lot of sermons, mm. but I think self-care is the first way you could glorify the Lord. Mm. When someone has a real condition like this, it could be um, a mental uh, mental health issue or a physical issue. Yeah. Um, n- none of us are glorifying the Lord by not doing what we can do to be as healthy and whole as possible. yeah, And that goes with a physical thing too. Well, I just don't do this, that I'm just going to suffer through. If there's a means of yeah. help, I think it's honoring to the Lord to do that for the sake of others and yeah. nothing else. Because if I'm taking care of myself, not only am I going to feel better, but I'm going to be able to serve others. So I would just say view doing whatever you need to do medically as a means to glorify the Lord. I will say this, that to not take meds, if they're prescribed and are beneficial to someone who actually has bipolar, uh, that may not be serving others or yourself, loving, Mm. loving anyone in the midst of that. So I think that's important. Um, and then I think, think, do whatever you can to position yourself to serve the Lord uh, with your, uh, you know, with the struggle you face. So just like anyone else, uh, I think your work, your family, um, the church community, however you can. Um, use the opportunities God gives you to love other people, that's a way to glorify the Lord. I would say pursue community. You know, something like bipolar, again, which I'm admittedly somewhat ignorant of. I mean, I'm not an expert. Maybe we should add Caleb on to talk mm, about this. Yeah. Um, and we have some mental health professionals in the church. Maybe we should have one of them on. But since I'm the one on with you, Jared, um, I, I, I think... Um, there is a certain stigma some people feel with a diagnosis like bipolar. So I would say you could glorify the Lord by pursuing community, by humbling yourself and acknowledging this to a a few trusted friends Mm. who could be aware of how you're doing. So if there's a time where you're particularly down or a time where you're particularly perhaps uh, manic in in some situation, I don't know if that's the appropriate term or not. It's a term I know. I don't know if that's the right term. But at any rate, um, I, I think for a few people to know that you're not balanced, but you're at one extreme or the other, for them to be aware of that and to be watching for that so that they could come alongside and support you and help you. So I would say we all need to pursue community, but when you have something that's hard to maybe talk about, uh, and it shouldn't be, but it is, I mean, that's just the world we're in. You know, uh, I think to acknowledge that, yeah, I think that glorifies the Lord and to get some help. Um, and, um, then, like anyone else, grow, how do you glorify the Lord? Grow in your understanding of the Scriptures. Steward the opportunities God gives you. Face the limitations that you have, and realize that it's in your weakness you'll be strong. Mm. So, I wouldn't let a diagnosis like this or any other diagnosis define you. You're defined as a son or daughter of God in Christ. That's your definition. Not bipolar. Not uh, cancer patient. Yeah. Not uh, you know uh, someone with some kind of uh, you know. Uh, um, difficulty that we face Mm -hmm. in life, but you are, you're a son or a daughter of the Lord. And so I think embracing that, the challenge you face, which is a weakness, like any, we all have weaknesses, Mm -hmm. mental, physical, spiritual, emotional. We need to embrace those. Uh, God isn't shown strong through your strengths, but your weaknesses. So I think embracing that is how you can glorify the Lord, acknowledging that. And I just want to commend you for the question and say, thank you. May, may your tribe increase. Folks will say, hey, here's where I'm at. How can I use where I'm at? to glorify the Lord, yeah. I, I, that is, cause we all have something, don't we? I yeah. mean, it's all, yeah, there shouldn't sure. be any stigma with anything that we wrestle with. There's, there's really should be a stigma against pride yeah. and arrogance, which doesn't admit yeah. weakness. Yeah. We celebrate that. The stigma should be pride and uh, humility should be what's honored.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. And that was, uh, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult topic. It's one that's not, uh, really understood by, by many. And I I think it is, uh, you know, historically been, uh, the area of mental health and, um, the challenges that come with that has been an area of ignorance. Uh, and, and maybe seen as, you know, if you, if you're diagnosed with something, then you must not have a lot of faith or, or, you know, those sorts of things, which is just garbage. I mean, that's, you know, we live in a fallen world. Some people break bones, some people, you know, struggle in their mind, struggle in their heart. And, and, you know, so I think this is a, just a reminder that there are people in our church that suffer in many different ways right. and we are called to each and every one of them. And, and, you know, in the body that God has called us uh, together in, you know, here at grace church, you know, if you attend here, then you're called to the people here yeah. to, to suffer with, to celebrate with, yes. to mourn with, um, and to walk with. And so, um, my hope is that in, in this individual being open and honest about, mm-hmm. you know, what they're dealing with and what they're hoping to glorify God mm-hmm. in, Mm. Uh, that can be a call to other people that maybe feel like you know this is something that's not going to be understood. Yeah. To, to open up and to and to share that and to say, hey, you know, this might be somewhat of a unique, maybe in our community, somewhat of a unique struggle, but it's not a struggle that's alone. It's not no. a struggle that's isolated. Um, ultimately, we're all called to glorify God in whatever
1: circumstances we're in. And so, I just think that, you know your response was really helpful, Craig. Thank oh, thanks. you. Thanks. Well, and I I think it's probably very issues like this are probably more common than we know, yeah. you know uh, for sure. And yeah. I don't think as a church, we probably need to do some, do some, you know, um, Presentation at some level and get some help with some people who can help us present on the topic of mental illness and various kinds of things that that folks struggle with. Because I don't think um, I don't think the church has always done the best. The evangelical conservative Bible believing church has always done the best at this. And I and I identify myself as someone who's been ignorant. I probably even the language where I was stumbling about how to address this person. uh, (laughs) It revealed even now that uh, that I I have my own areas of ignorance here. Uh, Thankfully, we do have some smart people that know stuff around. I'm just not one of them, but uh, <laughs> I, so I, I do think this is something that we want to grow in as a church, and we want to destigmatize um, struggles, yeah. all struggles, and we want to. Um, um, you know I- emphasize humanity and weakness because Paul is not afraid to acknowledge his weaknesses yeah. he, glo- he actually he doesn't acknowledge them he says I actually glory in my weaknesses right. that's so counterintuitive so yes. it's so anti American to oh, glory in weakness sure. we we just we're, we just want to boast in our strength <laughs> yeah. so anyway I, I love this person whoever they are for asking
0: that question fantastic yeah, that's good well here's the next one how can I dethrone an
1: idol in my life specifically specifically, uh, the idol of working out to lose weight. Well, that sounds like a very practical question from a message that was not talking about those kinds of subjects, but I'm thinking this came from the idea of idols. Cause I did talk about idols. Yeah, that, yeah. Are you trusting in the God of the Chaldeans or are you trusting in the real God? Mm. And so this person was obviously, again, someone who's wanting to battle an idol in their life, which they are acknowledging, You know, uh, that they have this desire to work out a lot to uh, lose weight. This is probably a very involved conversation. And um, there's, there could be a, a lot going on. I mean, I don't really know what the idol is. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be able to identify an idol at some point To in some ways. I mean, the idol could, the, they could be saying, Jared, I don't know, it could be that appearance might be an idol because they're wanting to lose weight. Right. Uh, losing weight for some people is not an appearance thing. It's a health thing. So yeah. I don't really know. Um, but I think you would want to identify what is it that you're desiring Um, you know, more than instead of God or, uh, you know, uh, ultimately, you know, in place of God. So Mm -hmm. what are you looking for security in? So for the Chaldeans, it's military strength. We're okay because we're militarily strong and we can look at what we're doing. Look, we're going to worship our net. Look at our, you know, our, our army, so to speak. Yeah. 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 Um, So what is, is it your appearance, your health? Do you want to look youthful? Do you feel good uh, if you look uh, if people compliment you on your appearance, is that what's motivating you? So I think we have to see what is the desire that's really motivating us. And we have to replace it with a greater desire. We have to ultimately to defeat idolatry. I don't think it's gritting your teeth and saying, don't have this idol. I think it's replacing it with a greater desire, which ultimately has to be a desire for a relationship with God yeah. and pleasing him. Yeah. So that that's a big process, though. Um, it usually involves cultivating a greater passion for God uh, so that he's more valuable to us than the false God that we're yeah. chasing. Um, The other thing I would say to the person, so again, I can't, it's hard for me to give counsel on this without knowing more more detail, but I would say this about if, if, if it's working out and losing weight that this person says is an idol, um, I would say that it's also getting it, it's it's walking out a biblical identity mm-hmm. and an identity and it has to be there, our identity in Christ. Yeah, and it can't be our identity in what we own or uh, our intellect or our parents. Mm-hmm. It has to be our identity in Christ. And so the reality is, I would just say to this person, as a if you're a Christian, as a Christian, you know, you're loved and valued by God for today's weight. Yeah. God's not looking at you and saying you're ex- you sort of sort of your identity. Or your acceptance before God is based on hitting a weight goal or fitting into a certain size, mm. like you used to be able to, or whatever right, it is. Right. It, it's 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 in Christ that yeah. your identity is secure, and so it's also it's getting a new desire. It's living in our in our right identity, um, and it, you you won't be more loved or cherished uh, by God whether you worked out today, whether you read your Bible today, whatever it is, um, you know. Um, So it's probably a conversation to have with someone that can be of help, you know, to talk, really talk it through. But I would say, ultimately, I want you to know if you're a Christian, your identity is you're approved in Christ, that this is your hope, and that ultimately the Lord wants to help you cultivate a different vision of Him and a different passion for Him. A fresh desire with a desire to please and honor Him uh, exceeds the desire to look a certain way, I think, you know. Yeah,
0: that's helpful. Yeah, that's good. Cool, moving on. How can I remind myself that God has forgiven me when I can't forgive myself?
1: Boy, again, this is these are all very great questions. Um, and this probably comes from what we talked about on Sunday that ultimately the, our root standing and confidence is in what Christ has done for us yeah. and the forgiveness he extends to us. This person saying, well, I can't forgive myself. Again, it's hard for me to comment without knowing more detail, Jared, which mm-hmm. I've said that, but still given comments, which that's probably pretty sketchy on my part. <laughs> um, But this may be a more personal conversation as well, because why can't the person forgive uh, him or herself? I mean, it could be that you can't forgive yourself because of something you've done to another person, Mm. Uh, at which point my counsel would be, well, you probably, let's talk about steps of reconciliation, uh, and how can you, have you done everything that you can to be at peace with that person? So if that was the case, then I would say, well, you need to receive the Lord's forgiveness, but you also need to do what you can to be reconciled. Maybe it's not something like that. Maybe it's just something that you feel like God hasn't forgiven you for, um, I mean, that you can't forgive yourself for. So in that case, obviously God's forgiveness and your forgive, self-forgiveness are related. Um, they're tied to one another. Forgiving oneself comes from really living in the good of the forgiveness of God, receiving the forgiveness of God. Um, and realizing that he took all of my sins upon himself. He paid for them all. There's nothing mm-hmm. left for me to hold on to. Yeah. Um, and so it's really, you know, a thorough application of the gospel. It's it's filling our minds with the truth uh, so that we have a mindset change. We, and I think it starts with just asking the Lord to open up your eyes, open up your heart by the Holy Spirit, opening up your heart to God's forgiveness for you. Uh, and to come to realize that you, you know, um, that, that I have to come to faith to accept how He views me, again, that yeah. identity place. We, You and I were talking about this Sunday's worship service, uh, where you're leading us in singing yeah. this week, Jared. I'm looking forward to that. But you know, we were looking at, before the podcast, and un- completely unrelated to the podcast, we were talking about s- our time of worship on Sunday, and we talked about Psalm 103. Yeah. And I love Psalm 103. I just read this. This would be a great verse for this person on self-forgiveness. Uh, Psalm 103, verse 11, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him as far as the east is from the west so far does he remove our transgressions from us as a father shows compassion to his children so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him for he knows our frame and he remembers we are dust but I love that yeah. you know the Lord has removed our sins in, in, in you know um, immeasurably as mm-hmm. high as heaven is above the earth as far as the east is from the west he's using you know up and down, and, and uh, vertical and horizontal measurements. Yeah, yeah. And saying as far as you can go. East or West, as far as you could possibly go, that's how far your sins, as far as vertically as you could go to heaven. He's saying they're completely removed from us. So I think, you know, certainly becoming familiar with some passages like that and thinking about that and using that as sort of self-talk when you start to believe the other, Mm -hmm. uh, holding on to that. But I think, again, this is probably a personal conversation to have because of the, I don't know the details, Yeah, but there's some general, a general scripture that I think is certainly encouraging.
0: Yeah, that's good. All right. Next one is this.
1: What is the balance between self-help and relying on God? Yeah. In, sur- in the first service, I made a comment about when we gather on Sundays, we shouldn't be gathering for like a self-help lesson, like three life hacks. For yeah. get, you know, we should be gathering <laughs> to get a bigger view of God. Yeah. And I would say a bigger view. We're, uh, we're going to receive communion this Sunday. Yeah. And. Uh, back to the previous question that, that the reason that we focus on that sort of thing, the word of God and the sacraments is because the word of God and sacraments it ele- uh, increase and elevate our vision of God and his character. And, yeah. and, and we're smaller in the picture. That's what we need to be. Is smaller. Yeah. He, he must be greater. Yeah. So, um, I think the, the primary difference, and so I was saying we need to have a bigger picture of God and rely on him. So I think the primary difference between self-help and relying on God, it's largely attitude. And it's really saying at my core, am I fundamentally relying on God to work in my life? Um, is that the attitude I have? Or am I primarily self-sufficient? So I think if we really are relying on God, it'll show up in our actions. You know, am I embracing my weaknesses and glorifying God in them, as we talked about earlier? Am I communicating my need for God and asking for his help? Um, Am I looking to know him through his word? Am I looking to him for direction and power? Um, Am I expressing my dependence freely? Uh, uh, my my dependence on him. Do I express that freely to others? Do I admit that? Or do I live under kind of the guise of my ability and my competence and all that kind of stuff? So I think it's a hard issue and it's not always detected Externally, So in other words, I think a person could be very self-help driven. I'm going to do what I'm going to do, uh, make it my day. I'm going to, you know, succeed here today and just very secular, sort of humanistic. Yeah. I'm going to make things happen. And I think somebody could be very reliant on God. And if you looked on the outside, they might be doing the same thing. They might be both working hard. They might both be at their job. They might both be successful for whole Yeah. I mean, you know, Yeah. but the difference is what's my heart motivation mm-hmm. in the middle of all of this and yeah. I think the dependent person saying, "I'm working because God is at work in me." It's that Philippians two, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is it's the Lord who is at work in yeah. you. Is what the Scripture says. So it's recognizing I'm um, um, I'm dependent on Him. Without Him, I can do nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, John fifteen, he, I'm the vine; He's the branch he's the vine, I'm the branches, excuse me. Uh, and so I'm dependent on him for life. So again, I think the question here is, it's one of attitude and it's not so much externally the way we live our lives necessarily, but it's a lot of what's our motivation and are we cultivating daily Mm -hmm. that sort of dependence throughout the day on the Lord, just acknowledging help me Lord, you know? Yeah, that's good. I think that's helpful,
0: especially as it plays out practically. I mean, we just talked about, uh, you know, one, you know, area of, of, of weight loss or, or, um, even the question of bipolar, uh, where you kind of encourage them, do everything that's within your power to, to, to medicate and, and, you know, do the right, take the right steps to, for self-care. Um, but to your point, it's, it's a heart inclination in that. I think it's an important question of like, am I doing this ultimately for the glory of God? Or am I doing this ultimately for my glory? You know, am I saying how strong I am or am I saying like, look at all the things that the Lord has done. Look that he has, you know, uh, that he's provided this medicine for me or this, you know, this provided. Yeah. Provide me the strength to go work out and be a healthy person. You know, those different things. Um, I think it's helpful too, in a practical sense to remember that, you know, you're not you're not spiritual when you deny yourself. Uh, you know, the good things that God has given, you know, when you say I've got a headache, but or or, I've got a medical condition, but I think I can power through because I've got faith. You know, I, I would say that's more along the lines of asceticism, probably of just saying, you know, I'm going to suffer because that's the spiritual thing to do, you know, (laughs) and I I don't think anyone probably listening to this podcast is probably thinking that way, but um, you know, I do think it's, it's important to to say that it is a good God given gift to take advantage of the, of the good things, the blessings he's given Mm us in mm. our life, um, for the self care or also for work. And, you know, it's not wrong to take a promotion. It's not yeah, wrong right. to be, you know, those things <laughs> right. are not wrong. It's
1: just it's the, what's heart. the heart. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and good. you know, one time, one way this comes out, the person asks, how do you know the difference in self-help and relying on God? In other words, am I trying, am I self-sufficient? Am I, uh, you know, navigating my own way or I'm independent on God? Cause it externally could look the same mm-hmm. at times. Um, I think one way we know that and we, uh, we feel that is when something goes well and someone acknowledges that. Now, I don't think we have to use cheesy sort of Christian, <laughs> well, that was just the Lord or whatever. Uh, but I think in your heart to know if someone compliments you on yeah. something that went well. In your heart of hearts, do you think, man, I, yeah, I am awesome. <laughs> you, but did you really just think, I, look what I did? Yeah. Or do you say, if you only knew, yeah. the, the Lord has helped me. So you don't have to say all that to them. You just right. say to them, thank you. Yeah. But in your heart, you're going, you know what, Lord, I, I glorify you in this because, mm. Lord, you and I both know that that only went well because of your whatever it is. You provided the job. You provided the ability. You provided the gifts, the money, what, whatever the opportunity. Whatever it was that went well, yeah. without you, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So I think it's when you, when th- something goes well, are you? How do you acknowledge that? Yeah, that's good.
0: All right, we got our last question here. How do we make the transition of having our foothold be the world versus having uh, the Lord be our foot? Having our foothold
1: in the Lord, uh, Him being our rock. Yeah, we talked about that Sunday how um, the Lord is our rock, but then all those other attributes of God. So it was a message we were looking. Lot, 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 a large part of the sermon was about the attributes of God that um, Habakkuk mentions there uh, in verse uh, twelve, chapter one. Um, but I think I would just say to this person, how do you transition from you know gaining the foot the foothold in the world versus a foothold on the Lord? That is the daily battle for the rest of your life. You, you, mm-hmm. you never get that. I don't, none of us ever get it so that, okay, now I am firmly 24 seven making all my decisions on solid ground Now we do in terms of, you do have a relationship with God that's eternal. You, you know, that, that you are on the rock eternally in terms of like your justification, your position before the Lord. But in terms of our sanctification, our daily growth in holiness, being conformed to the image of God, this is a daily battle. Mm. A- am I, where am I stepping? Am I stepping on the, the Lord's strength and his word, or am I, well, stepping in it? We might say, <laughs> the world, where what, what am I, yeah, what, where yeah, am yeah. I stepping? <laughs> And I think there it starts again with seeing our need for God and receiving the help that he provides and seeking to really cultivate a heart for, uh, for truth. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes you can get the sense that people who talk about daily reading of the scripture or something Mm -hmm. like that, there's a legalism attached to that or, and it certainly can be a legalism, but I also think that apart from that, apart from my mind being adjusted daily regularly mm-hmm. um, with truth I'm gonna buy into all kinds of stuff and I'm not going to be standing in a solid place yeah. so to me regular Bible intake is not a like a legalistic, self-help discipline. It's just a necessity that I'm not going to think right without the word of God. So, um, I think really knowing one way you get your foothold on the Lord is you grow in your confidence that Mm -hmm. he's a worthy place to stand. Yeah. I'd recommend the book. We give this out to new members, but I recommend the book knowing God by J.I. Packer. It's a classic Mm. from, I don't know, from the seventies, but it's a classic. Um, it, the, so I think part of it is knowing the Lord is how you begin to stand on him and then creating sort of habits in life, daily habits or practices where you're affirming God's power and sufficiency in your life by you know, uh, cultivating dependence on him by rehearsing who he is. However you do that, uh, certainly involving fellowship with others, certainly involving reading the scripture, perhaps memorizing scripture. It's this uh, throughout, throughout the day, having some habits where maybe you pause and, um, you know, consider what you're thankful for and jot it down. I don't know. There could be any, any number of practices you could um, embrace throughout the day to, you know, fill our minds with the truth of God. But, um, but I think it's going to ultimately having to be, um, it's going to have to be strengthening my confidence in the Lord and then realizing where's my temptation to step into the world as the person says, and moderating, you know, dealing with that as well.
0: Yeah, that's good, and and ultimately, I mean, I think. Uh a hope that we have in the middle of that struggle is knowing that even in all the places that we fail, because it will happen yeah, in for the sure. places that we fail to be faithful in the places that we yeah. fail to, 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 uh, trust in the Lord fully. And even in the places where it seems like our feet are slipping and we're slipping yes. into bad patterns or we're, we're, uh, you know, in all those places where we're not treasuring the Lord, where he isn't, where we feel like we've not made him our rock. Uh, our hope is that he holds on to us. He holds on to us. I mean, we sing that song, He Will Hold Me Fast. And oh, yeah. my goodness, I mean, that song. Did we is so sing pr- that Sunday? Did we? I don't know if we did.
1: Maybe, that's a yes? great
0: song. I can't remember if we did or not. I think we did, actually. Yeah. But I mean, it's a song all about like, hey, here's all the ways that I'm unfaithful to the Lord, but yeah. because he is faithful, he will hold me fast. Yes. Uh, even my affections tend to 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 turn towards towards peripheral things instead of saying on the Lord, but but he will hold me fast. So mm-hmm. I think that's a...
1: Powerful yeah, hope. that is a, that is a powerful hope, and to live in the good of that, to remind ourselves regularly of the truth you just mentioned—that uh, it's his, it's his commitment to the covenant, it's his goodness, it's his faithfulness—that yeah. we stand in. He's the rock. Uh, it's not our, it's not our grip on him; it's his grip on us. That's mm. ultimately yeah. our confidence. That's good. Cool. Well, I think that's all we
0: had. Uh, I know we have,
1: uh, we had something upcoming you wanted to talk about, right? Yes, I do. We haven't mentioned this yet, but uh, we'll mention it on Sunday, or I think I'll mention it on Sunday, is... um This may be new for some folks in our church, but I'll let you know about an opportunity that's coming up. Over the past uh, couple years since we've been in the building, we have uh, hosted around election time in the spring, uh, around local elections. We've been sort of the site, the building, uh, where the Frisco Chamber has hosted their candidate forums. Mm. And uh, that's happening this Monday, this coming Monday, March 25th. Um, and it'll be at 630. Uh, it's Monday night. So Monday night, this coming Monday at 630 at our building. And the way it goes is, um, the, whatever the elections are in the spring, they have the candidates there and they just discuss issues. They're interviewed by uh, someone from the chamber. Often it's uh, Tony Felker, the president mm-hmm. of the chamber, or, some, or I don't know what his title is, he works for the chamber, I think he's the president, or somebody else, um, but they're asked questions. So this this time, uh, there's two city council, council seats that are open and so one of them, they'll have three candidates present, the other seat will be two candidates and they'll just talk about their issues and their vision mm-hmm. for the city. Uh, the uh, Frisco School Board. There's uh, three different places, three different um, openings there, and then also the Collin County Board of Trustees. There's some folks there that will be talking about uh, that. So it'll, all three of them will be there at different different times. Um, so if you live in Frisco, uh, you could vote in all three of those. If you if you live in the Frisco ISD but you're not a Frisco City resident, so maybe you're Plano, Little Elm, but you're in the Frisco ISD, you'd, you'd vote for, uh, you can vote for uh, You know, Frisco School Board. Mm-hmm. But I find this very, I, I've gone to them and I find it very interesting and as we're, we're gonna talk more about public faith in the next year. And I think one aspect of public faith is being citizens who walk out our faith publicly and in the marketplace. And we, we view the Christian life to be expressed in the public square. Mm-hmm. So we talk a lot about work. Yeah. How does that affect your work? How does it affect your... Um your home life. Uh, we haven't talked as much about how it affects political involvement, but I believe mm-hmm. it should. So I think as a responsible citizen, it's great if you can come out to this Monday night at six thirty. If you, I mean, if you don't live in Frisco, then or, or the Frisco School District, maybe it wouldn't be quite as you wouldn't be voting in the election. But yeah, if you do, it's worth saying, what is, what are these candidates' visions for our educational system and for our city? What do they want to see happen, and, and how can we support? Uh, what we believe, we're not going to take. You know, we don't make a statement about who to right, vote for. Right. 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 Um, but we do want to be informed about what's the vision of our city. So we're placed right next to city hall in the heart of the city. Where do the leaders of the city want to take us? And yeah. which vision do I as a Christian say, I identify those are the values I carry for my city yeah. and vote accordingly. Yeah. So you can't vote accordingly if you don't know. Uh, so this is a great opportunity to come. They're in our building getting interviewed. Mm-hmm. And the, the the candidates, Jared also, I don't know if you've been to one of these, but they, they come early and hang out. So they're in the lobby hanging out. You can talk to any of them about anything, which is just, you just can't do that in. A state or national election. Where where do you get to go to the presidential debate and just hang out with everybody afterwards? That's not happening, but it does happen locally. So I I hope I hope you guys will be able to come out for it Monday night six thirty at Little Old Grace Church, Frisco.
0: Oh, man. Well, that's really cool. What a great opportunity we have to serve the city and yeah, it's just yeah another benefit that the Lord has given us of, of our location and. He's been good to us. Yes. Very cool. Well, great. Well, thank you for your time. And uh, these questions were great. Thank you, uh, listeners, for asking you know we we are encouraged consistently by by the questions we get you guys are thoughtful thinking and wanting to engage with the sermons and just the content of scripture in a biblical manner like you guys just show that that your goal hmm. is to glorify the Lord and that's why you're asking questions and stuff so all that's to say if you really want to glorify the Lord listen to this podcast and <laughs> <laughs> and ask questions <laughs> Anyways. All right. We will see you guys next week. Reminder, this was part two. So if you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen. Otherwise, uh, take care. Bye-bye.